Welcome to the Off Space Podcast. It's your host with the mother freaking most, Chuka Offer. And it's your favorite co-host, a.k.a. The Boy Wonder, a.k.a. El Nino. I had to bring it back for this episode especially as a go-offer. And I had to go ahead and move that mic a little bit so y'all can get a better view of my pretty face. You know what I'm saying? Pretty chocolate face. I'm that nigga. It wouldn't be Chuka if he didn't say some <laughs> shit like that, truly. I'm not even trying to roast Joan or nothing. Like, it wouldn't be him. So, thank God. <laughs> But how how's your week been? How's your week been? My week's been interesting, bro. You know, recently, you know this, but the people don't know this. Um, I transitioned from Uber Eats because, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic that it was making money, whatever. But right now it feels like it's for the birds, right? So I started doing regular Uber. And I tell you, man, the interesting people I've run into so far and just a few, a little bit of um, drive so far, a few like, you know, moving people around. I've met some characters. I've met some characters that have taught me, A, this shit cannot be forever and b <laughs> hell no let's stamp that <laughs> b it's going to give you some stories to talk about later because if i have time to break down into one of them go hard bro go hard there was this lady right mm-hmm. who you know it seemed a little off at first the person she was with she was with a man and um she was a little bit older about 50s in her 50s and the man i asked him how they were doing when she was loading the car he said not good and she's kind of tweaking <laughs> oh that's swag and so she's like <laughs> And she's tweaking getting into my car and, you know, like, uh, and I'm like, <laughs> she gets in and I just kind of look in the back seat like, yo, are you good? <laughs> Is everything okay? She just says, take me to the nearest convenience store. And like, you know, I take her there. She's hobbling out, taking her time. She finally comes back out. She's got a Coke in one hand, some other shit in the other or whatever. She drinks her Coke and it seems like she got brought back to life. So in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, damn, that's all she needed, whatever. But yeah. it was time for the percolator. For, it was oh. time for the percolator. <laughs> like she definitely <laughs> took something if she changed that quickly, unless she had a soda addiction, because that's so. something we never get taught about. But I learned in high school, mm-hmm. like there are really people like it will break out in sweats. Like it'll be like a nicotine or drug addiction. Like some people that Bro, drink like see, a lot of soda every day. You see all those chemicals and shit in the Cokes, right? And all these sodas. So, I mean, they're not alone. That just kind of make you act different if you drink them every day a lot. So, anyway, you know, as time's going on, this lady, I start to get to know who she is. I'm figuring out the man who kicked her out got another woman who was there. So, she couldn't stay there. It's looking like a lot for her. He didn't even want her there in general. They used to date like 17 years ago. Uh, dude who went to prom with her ended up calling her Uber off of Facebook. I'm pretty sure she was homeless. She was taking me to somewhere she'd never been. She didn't even know who was going to be there meeting her. I thought I was getting set up for real. I started looking around like, bro, this is my, <laughs> like, what? This is my first day on the job. And it might be raps for me already. But thank no. God for a happy ending in the sense that, you know, it all went successfully. Nothing too crazy. But I'm just hoping that, you know, I don't have too many more encounters that aren't just, a, okay, you know, picked you up, brought you to destination, on to the next day. No, I love it just because... Um, I mean, we've talked about a lot of different things on the podcast and when it comes to our personalities and like the things we're into, yada, yada. But one thing for show about Ezgo Offer is that he's trying, he's, he's on an, I'm on a limited run for sure, but Ezgo's on a way more limited run of working for you niggas. Like, oh my I'm goodness. trying to get out of here ASAP, but Ezgo's trying to do everything possible to start little businesses for himself. So he never has to work for y'all niggas. And I love it. I love mm-hmm. it. Especially as an older brother, it's beautiful to see for the sheer fact that I truly, I, once again, I'm like, I believe every cog in the system is important. So I think every single human being that like from the janitor to the CEO of every building, the homeless guy on the street, everyone should be treated with the same respect and everybody has the exact Amen. same value on this planet. Amen. So we have to say that, but there are certain people like ourselves, us two, at least I'll speak for that know that 
I can't work for somebody for the rest of my life. Can't do that. It's one. like that kid who, you know, they woke up when they were like seven years old and they just thought to themselves, I'm going to make it to the NBA. Right. Mm-hmm. I knew from like a young age, like eight, nine years old, it was like, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I don't know about y'all, but this working for somebody else shit of like them deciding whether or not the next day I have a job, um, deciding <laughs> my salary and my raises. I'm like, I don't want to be capped. I don't want to. I want to be able to take off my work when I want to, and I don't want to, you know, have to direct, like, directly work under somebody. So I'm going to make that happen no matter what, no matter what field I got into. So it's transformed. Like, I remember I used to want to be a doctor and open my own practice. That's not happening, but, you know, it's just transformed into something else. And it's interesting as well, just because of um, even we could stay right there for a second and talk about the range of employment. And what I mean by that is a lot of people, like, they forget the fact that you can make a ton of money still and work for people, right? Like, Mm -hmm. because technically, if we're being real, like, yes, they make most of their money from other stuff as well. Some of these athletes that I'm about to name, but these high level athletes, like Cristiano Ronaldo is an employee. Like Lionel Messi is an employee. Mm-hmm. Like fucking um, LeBron James is an employee. Like, and you don't been, think of these names, like these bigger than reality names, bigger than life names, as being like, oh, they have a boss. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, yes, they've leveraged and worked their way into a position, just like a lot of these high level CEOs and a lot of these high level businessmen or pieces of companies. Like, they've worked themselves into a position that every company that they work for now, they are more of an asset to that company than that company probably is to them. Mm-hmm. And so they can call the shots and do what they got to do. But at the end of the day, if someone really wanted to let go, you'd be stupid. But yes, LeBron can wake up tomorrow without a job. He'd find one quick, but he can wake up tomorrow without a job. Messi could wake up tomorrow without a job, even though he's like 70% of Barcelona's <laughs> um, jersey sales yeah. and like income himself. Did you see that craziness, though? Because he did sign the five-year extension with them, and people were speculating him leaving. I'm sure he took a pay cut as well. So I'm sure he probably just gets to keep his profits or a big share of his profits from like sales and things like that. Because like La Liga, like he means so much to one. This is once again, like some people say, which is a bonus that you can have as working as an employee. Because if you become the star student, like you become that star employee, no matter which company you go to, they're going to treat you like they treat a Messi on a low end, of course. But like Messi was able to... Like it was something like five clubs were willing and ready to pool in money for Messi's salary if he still needed to be paid as much because Barcelona obviously couldn't afford it. That's why he had to take the pay cut. You said other but, clubs. But no, other clubs were ready to pitch because of in how much he because means of how much them. he means to one league because yeah. he's the face. He's been the face of La Liga. Look, for over look, a look. I know, and it's crazy <laughs> to think again. He still has a boss, but <laughs> the leverage you can bring to just be bigger than your competitors are paying for you to keep playing against them. And think about it, even on a smaller scale, since I know we're using examples like a Messi, but like even Ryan Coogler, for instance, like talk or, about Ryan Coogler. Like, that man's on an astronomical exactly. wave right now. Ava DuVernay, like Ryan Coogler, like we're talking about just directors. Right. But we're seeing like what what, what has been done on Marvel, what has been done on Netflix when it comes to both of these people. Mm-hmm. And now they're kind of the, the the star players of these companies to where those companies are going to try their best to do whatever they can to keep them because they know any company in the world that produces these movies at a high clip and has these budgets for these movies will be happy to pay for them to work with them, you know? Yeah, and that's beautiful, man. Like, I'm so happy that you're bringing that up to people. So no matter if, A, again, the entrepreneurship route might not be for you, and we'll talk a little bit more on some of these things later, but it still is important no matter what that you know your value and you keep defining, not defining, but refining your craft so that no matter where you are, 
you perform at such a high level that you carry leverage with you no matter what, because leverage is one of the most important things you can have, not only as an employee, but as a human being in general to essentially operate however you want to, because not a lot of things give you freedom in this world as much as we would like to believe we're free in like the US and blah, blah, blah. But leverage is something that can give you as much freedom as you could possibly ascertain, just and depending on how much you can get for yourself. And it's dope because it goes into exactly like um, we've talked about on here before, but I was actually talking to T about this the other day. And it's like, I won't get into my own stuff and whatever, mm-hmm. but we were branching off of the IQ versus like hard work conversation, right? Mm-hmm. And the way you get leverage is through hard work, right? Because there's a lot of people, I truly believe you can go to any hood in the United States if I'm just talking about my people. Like you can go to any hood, you can go to any grouping of young black people in the United States, right? Suburban like, too. Like take, like let's take even middle school to like 25, a small sample size. I think you can make it a much bigger range, but let's just take that, right? You can go see a group of them hanging out And I promise if you were there for an hour, you might accidentally hear a million dollar idea because a lot of people be talking. They'd be saying these things. Boom, boom, boom. And that's cool, fine and dandy. I've had a ton of ideas that I've seen come to fruition for other people years before those people, years before they came into actualization and watch those ideas become seven, eight, nine figure companies. And it's funny because, yeah, I don't feel like nobody stole my idea. There's a, we're humans. We all, Synchronicity is real. People have the same general ideas at the same time in Influences and those kind of things, you know, like uh, my generation of 27 year old black suburban kids in America, when I go to any yeah. one of them and talk to them that lived in a middle class or upper middle class or upper class area or like whatever, like just the burbs, right? <laughs> I go talk to any one of them and we all have shit that sounds exactly similar mm-hmm. right so there is the synchronicity like you said and so like it's funny the fact that these people can have all of these ideas can have all of this can have all of that but until unfortunately how this world is which is why it's unfair sometimes but you have to work your ass off so you can get put in position is once you get that leverage because you can show the world like Donald Glover was a writer right and he wrote it was 30 rock or like whatever he was writing on 30 rock And he said all of the things he wanted to be that he's already done and achieved, right? No one took him seriously. He was like the joke rapper, the joke artist, the joke this when he first came out, even with Freaks and Geeks, his popularity and all that because people knew about his pen. But Mm -hmm. once he gained leverage because he started to gain an audience in music, he started to gain this in music. He started to work with other artists that noticed he was talented, this, 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 that. He got enough leverage to where no one could tell him he's not an R&B singer now. You can't tell him he's not a rapper now. He has the... He has the numbers to prove it. He has the success to prove it. He has minus, if you guys don't want to be stat people, he has the solid body of work to where you, you have mm-hmm. to listen to the music and be like, oh, this is good. Exactly. Because he, he leveraged it. He worked. If Redbone was playing at a party or in the bathroom or something, <laughs> we all remember the memes, the legendary memes that came out of just like a gorgeous song. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm gonna save the vocals for later. No, know? no, no. Save it for them. It's yeah, for yeah, the yeah, Offspace yeah. EP. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But come to you live. But <laughs> <laughs> moving right along, um, my week has been pretty, pretty so-so. To be honest, mm-hmm. it's been like a heavy mental week. I'm not gonna lie to you, but it's been a heavy mental week in a good way. Like just a lot of growth. I think a lot of family members have been talking about like certain things they've noticed in us, right? And I kind of feel it myself. But it's just like. I want more and that's all I'm going to say because that's all I want to show and do in life right now. I want more and so I'm going to go get more. But beyond that, I want to give a big shout out to Lauren Q 
Brianna Corman and Alexandra Valverde, three of the queens that I got to, and all the whole gang, of course, like Kat, Emily, everybody. But it's like, notice how he only shouted bro. out women. Of course, bro. What the fuck? I'm not trying to say nothing here. I'm not starting the agenda. No, let me stop. Because you think host, you think but... I hate men? I don't hate men. But it's like me, hey. you even saying that is gonna get spun in so many ways down the road. I know. From me saying I, I think know. you hate men to people are gonna be like, but as a guy, it's, it's like. Okay. <laughs> but it's like shout out to the gang because really the one I wanted to focus on I only shouted out the three of them because of a particular situation that definitely helped me with that evening. Yeah. But it's like. Um, it was Lauren's birthday to pass this weekend. Lauren mm-hmm. is a super boss lady, like all of my women friends, of course, like yeah. can handle their own, successful, working hard. And I just love seeing people ring in New Year's. So you see the growth, see thinking about the fact that you've known these people X years ago. So you remember the first time you met them, like how they looked, how they were acting. In and their awkward seeing, stages. See, no, you know what I'm saying? And seeing like the, the most growth of these people. I'm so proud of these people, man. And so I'm happy. I, I've been kind of cooped up at the crib too. So it was one of those that I had no choice but to come out for because I know Lo wasn't about to let me live if I didn't come to her <laughs> event. So definitely shouts out to her. And a big shouts out to Sailor Face and the whole gang because it was also Evan's birthday this weekend. And Evan is somebody that's been a friend of the show since the beginning. If you all don't know, they actually, Sailor Face is an entity helped us create our first off space off space YouTube video. Yeah, really the first like in all honesty, like if we want to throw in a little funny joke here, then we'll get into heat checks and stuff. Yeah. Not joke, but anecdote even about the YouTube. Bro, remember this was supposed to be on a much different trajectory of what we posted on our YouTube channel, but obviously things change and whatnot. But the idea that we were able to like conceptualize with them and actually make come to life, at least for that one tennis video. It was beautiful, man. <laughs> and <laughs> it's funny just because this is how you know kids had like a dollar and a dream. And I know that <laughs> I know that video came yeah. out like a little bit over a year ago at this point. Wow, it's been over a year since we've had the YouTube now. That's really yeah. dope. But um like it came out over a year ago, but we had no clue because there's so much stuff like everybody that's an entrepreneur or people making businesses or wanting to get into entertainment, et cetera. If you're not formally educated on a lot of these things, even if you are, the, what you're going to learn the best from is experience, right? And actually going out there and doing it. And so we have to learn things every single day, right? Mm-hmm. One of the funniest things was like when we were making the YouTube, like, because we got grace, graced enough that... We got to work with Sailor Face before they got really busy and started to, you know, get a bunch of these contracts with these companies that we're super proud for them for as well. But so proud. I remember when Evan finished editing our video, which he did so flawlessly without us describing anything because it was just like a on vibe, the same you know wavelength of what we even wanted to. Exactly. I feel like the the sense of humor and the vision just naturally kind of fell in line with what we wanted, what the, he had in mind and shit and just came to life. And it was like they do outstanding work. Like I felt like we had like a big production team like oh, oh my doing goodness. videos and stuff. And it's really just the homies because we got talented friends. Thank God. But and that like, was before we ever you all saw the quality of some of our first like podcast videos on YouTube, <laughs> like being able to have really good quality shit just for the first time i remember seeing the lights pop out on the camera i'm like wow we're on the set of a like a tv show right now this is crazy <laughs> but i remember evan making the youtube <laughs> bro he man, made our this YouTube. Man had to make our YouTube. He had to make our banner. He had to make the ending, and he had to make the intro. Oh like I'm saying, goodness. like Evan, Evan, literally half the stuff you see now was just pieces of Evan's yeah. handiwork <laughs> because we really were so unprepared. But it was the homies yeah. coming to help him because we were in a new field. You know, yeah, we weren't really rocking with the video side. So I love to share that and all to say, <laughs> like, uh, love Evan, love the crew, and shouts out to everybody being able to see him for his surprise for his birthday right before I went over to Lawrence as well but moving right along to keep the flow of the podcast going 
we have our heat checks for this week. Yes, and yes, man. We're going to start off with a heat check from Mezigo. So my heat check this week is called Funky Galileo by Sure Sure. It was one of those songs that uh, I wasn't like looking for because I'd never heard of them, but ended up, I think, maybe on my release radar, maybe on something else. I don't know. But, you know, songs that they thought I might like on Spotify, shout out. You know, hopefully we do business one day. Yes, sir. So this is Funky yeah. Galileo by Sure Sure. Watch me like it's a whole vibe in a different way man no i didn't expect to switch up right there hold on i gotta give them a little something <laughs> nah shouts out to them niggas for sure no i gotta download this song now yeah everybody who listens to it honestly ends up liking it too so it was just one of those songs that so feel good and like up there so like i feel like it's made for anybody to enjoy so go ahead and check that out if y'all like no that sounds like me driving in like driving with the roof off with only white people and my brother. <laughs> See, that's just it. We got to break that one. Know why? The first Uber drive I did. And let's just be, first of all, obviously I'm joking. You can definitely see, just hearing elements of this song, what kind of music that it was yeah, derived from. I'm not trying to say it because, it. like, obviously, like, No, I just know. wanted before niggas yeah, were like, oh, here comes Chuka saying black people can't be different. <laughs> For sure. And I, but it's just like the first Uber drive I did, bro. It was a woman probably my age mm -hmm. and her, what had to be her grandpa. And, you know, as we're driving, the song comes on, we're kind of vibing for a little bit. And we're not really talking to each other a whole ride, like all of us. But all of a sudden you hear pipe up like, what was that? What was that song called? What, what was the name of that? Because she was really fucking with it. So, yeah. But let's go on to your heat check, man. What you got for the people this week? Um, I got some for this people. I got something for the people that... I don't think they would expect for me to be quite honest. Mm -hmm. I'm going to switch the flavors up a little bit. But okay. I already know that this what it's not going to be then. <laughs> just say that. I know what it's not about to be. All right. So I'm not switching up the flavors at all, nigga. It's he ESTG, lied. but it's really 42 Doug featuring ESTG Rose Gold. He but really did lie. <laughs> it's the exact same flavors. <laughs> bro, he tricked y'all. And the funny thing is, ESTG's album, which is about to be outstanding, Bigger Than Life, coming to all streaming platforms Friday. I'm not being paid for this, I promise. It's about to be one of the albums of the year. And the fact is, I know I'm going to have only more heat checks from ESTG. I'm, I'm excited. I'm not gonna I, lie. I hope y'all really are fucking with ESTG. <laughs> and so this is a 42 Doug song, so I'm going to play a little of his chorus leading into ESTG's verse. Pull it back a little bit. Hmm? No, you're good. You're good. I was about to say. This is that I'm in the gym working in the gym. No, it's, this is the always working in the gym. Bro, come on, it's stop really playing with EST. It's, that's the kind of music I need playing when it's just like I'm trying to take life from here to here. That's yeah. the kind of music I need playing when I wake up. 
Get me ready for the day. What do you mean by that? <laughs> Bro. What do you mean by that? Bro. I just said, I think. First we... thing, 11, 10 a.m., 9 a.m.? What, what do you mean by that? I'm on that hoe at 6 a.m., baby. 6, okay. 7, 8, 9. It don't matter what time I wake up. You know why? You play some good music, wake you up, and put that jolt in your veins. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're ready to go well, for some the different day. shit, for sure. But I, that was great music. Bro, regardless. that's the kind of music that makes me want to ride with my windows down when it's pouring rain outside. See, it's just like you say that and you said it with such volition, but it didn't make sense. <laughs> Bro, I don't even care. Nigga swerving in my chopper, I trust. <laughs> I'm sorry. Moving everything crazy. But that was Rose Gold, mm-hmm. 42 Doug featuring ESTG. That thing, incredible. I'm really just prepping myself for this album because I know it's about to be crazy. We weren't really, I'll say, I won't say we because Ezekiel may have a couple things to add himself, but I'll say myself, I wasn't really on a lot of new drops last week. I don't know if much music even dropped. I know the Pop Smoke album dropped, of course, so we may talk about that. I'll let Ezego speak on it because I didn't really listen to it. I yeah. feel... I won't go into a huge feel, obviously, because I want to keep lift the spirits and definitely just celebrate. We've already pop, talked about some of these things. But it's just too. like I feel real weird when it comes to posthumous stuff. Yeah, especially like multiple posthumous albums after. So that one's definitely a little bit more like whoa. I don't know. I don't know, man. If like the artist would have wanted everything that happened, but either way, I'm sure his family's eating off of it. So, mm-hmm. you know, go ahead and get theirs. That's good. And the song would take off. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, I still felt like the woo was there, <laughs> still moving around like it was. I'm with the woo. <laughs> Bro, anytime you hear Pop Smoke voice come on, it makes me instantly want to start. <sighs> instantly start hitting that little. I, what's, I feel like it's got to be a name to it. I think it's the woo walk, but okay. I didn't want to mess it up. I just I typed, don't know. Because I typed new, woo walk at a nigga from New York the other day, and he just read no reply to my message. So I don't know if I just said something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you know what that reminds me of? You know that part of the song uh, where on Big Sean's Freestyle? Where he's talking about how he saw, like, OJ the Juice Man and said some shit to him, like, made the joke. He's like, I want to be as fine as you. And then he was like... But then he said, like, the sound after or something, like, hey, hey. And OJ didn't laugh. <laughs> he's like, all right. I bet he wish he laughed now. Let me stop. Let me wow. stop. Wow. No, OJ the Juice Man, super fire, super fire. But... Solidified. <laughs> moving right along. Anybody that rock with Gucci Man is solidified to me, so y'all know how this bias go. But <laughs> moving right along to some of the ongoings of this week, we already actually went into a good small business talk. We have a little bit more to get onto that too, I believe. Yeah. But because I, I I got some words for the people because you know again in my pursuit of finding a way. Okay, so look, y'all, if you don't know my story, um, I started working at Wells Fargo last year. At about August. You're saying company names? Bro, I worked for them. I, you know, and I was very thankful for the opportunity that they gave me to be a part of their wonderful organization <laughs> where I was able to bounce back. Like, look, like it was a, it was one of those zero to hero stories. I just, I was fresh off the Achilles injury, fresh off the car accident, everything. I was going through like a spiritual and fucking mental journey, trying to get my physical right. You know, I'm applying to uh, these bank jobs because I wanted to be a bank teller at the time. And, you know, I'm using com- like I'm using company references from friends that work for them and nothing's hitting. Keep in mind, I only probably applied to like five different places. But for me, you know, what I'm saying nothing to hit in five tries. That's out of character. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just because of stuff we've talked about on the podcast before. I know this is completely interrupting you. <laughs> he called it out, too. He really is from Atlanta. Okay. No, I remember well, yeah. he grew up in Gwinnett. Shouts out to Drewski. But anyway. And it's just like, you know, for nothing to hit, I was kind of surprised. But I was staying focused. And I was just like, look, I'm going to get the job I want. 
So I applied to Wells Fargo. They hired me, yada, yada. Uh, happy to work in a beautiful environment with some of, the, some of my favorite coworkers ever, you know, at that time. And, you know, time goes by, blah, blah, blah. Things get let on. You know, pandemic hits. It's like, whoa, I didn't see this coming. So, you know, we're all getting moved around and shit. And our branch is one of the lower um, income makers. And so naturally... They close down and let everybody go. And so, you know, you think when you're in a job with some type of security, that's not going to happen to you. And that just wasn't the case here. So it taught essential me essential worker, huh? Essential worker, my fucking ass. And I wasn't able to collect unemployment at that time, too. Some huh. other bullshit. But, you know, that being said, I realized I was like, look, I got to learn how to a make more money than I was making in general. Like nothing wrong with them because they were still paying me more than other jobs would have. But like it still wasn't enough. And on top of that, somebody was able to dictate my hours, dictate how much money I made, blah, blah, blah. So. I told myself, you got to start learning all these things and like learning, getting into arbitrage and learning how to flip things, blah, 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 and selling NFTs for a while, but trying to move into something that's a little bit more sustainable. Tell them where it started. Started with NBA Top Shot, you know, a young collector. Yes, sir. Uh, obviously, I was trading stuff that I was passionate about, interested in, because I love the NBA. Making good money. Making huh. more than I was making at the bank, <laughs> to, to tell you that. And so, good money. But, you know, NFTs are still on the kind of like, they're frontier uh, technology right now. So I was trying to do stuff that's more sustainable and I'm just learning from people around me all the ways to make money and like good money that aren't means that people were not normally talking about because it wasn't the safest route. But I learned safe wasn't safe. So things like furniture flipping, things like, I mean, lawn care businesses for, again, banks that are trying to upkeep homes that they own that aren't bought yet. Things like that. So it's like all these going to garage sales and shit like shout out to Gary Vee even and like buying things and reselling them. You learn all these different ways to make money and good money that just aren't traditional. So people don't advertise them. But I feel like for individuals who are listening to this right now that might be working that job that they're making minimum wage, they're making $10 an hour or whatever. Go upgrade your life, you know, and, and go make some money. And to add even onto what Esgo is talking about, it's like I, I've seen so much stuff as of recent because everybody thinks everybody thinks more high end. Right. Because not all of us have business savvy. And I don't even say that to be like, oh, talking down on people. I'm the bourgeoisie. No, because I'm poor. Because you're like not good at certain else, aspects but, yourself, but, but like one like, that you do have a mind for. Exactly. It's like. We hear, we hear a lot of regular stuff. I say regular even though it's big money talks, but we hear a lot of that stuff because that's the stuff that you know a lot of higher earning people are able to jump straight into when it comes to buying investment properties, you know what I'm saying? Or buying lots or doing these things where people talk about the real estate market, you know, big money dumping into the stock market to make money, et cetera, right? But a lot of people that make a little bit less money or just more, as you would say, the everyday type of people, you don't really have opportunities to hop into those things as easy. Need a lot of capital for exactly as easily or as seamlessly as these people have done themselves you know that do have the capital mm -hmm. and so there's so many other businesses that people don't think about like there's one dude that I, one dude that I saw on Twitter that kind of started this movement of like virally and then I've seen a lot of people pop up in different towns because they didn't know how much bread they could make started doing vending machines it's like 800 to a thousand dollars to buy a vending machine to start and then you find local businesses. It's a lot less than the hundreds of thousands for loan that you have to take out for property, of course. And then you spend 800 to 1,000, right? Maintenance and upkeep isn't gonna knock you too, too much. 
right? And the only thing you have to do is restock. If you want to pay someone to restock once you get to a different level, that's something. But if you have like one machine and you're in a town that has like one barbershop or like a couple barbershops or just like has one little av- the avenue type of area or like a movie, whatever, right? You just start asking around to these local businesses because these are places y'all grew up, man. It's just like you have to remember your face card. Some of the things that we forget in life are some of the things that could help us the most because I'm somebody that once I moved to the city, and kind of started just getting my entertainment connections and starting to just Becoming a hustler, work in the run, work, you know what I'm saying? Run around here. I started to forget something. I was like, yo, I'm from Peachtree City. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm from here. Like, I have connection there. Like, when I walk around that town, people know who I am. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, people have Young seen Young Nigerian me. Like, this, king this, coming back for a haircut. You know, especially, I was one of the, like, two people, like, no, let me stop. But it's like, obviously, and it works to our advantage even for people of color, like, for foreign people, because, like, you are a very rememberable fa- memorable face because of the sheer fact that there weren't many of you right Mm -hmm. and so like people remember my family like we i go to the church and like people will still know us still talk about us people's parents still talking about oh it's chuga like these little things because they remember the little middle schooler the little high schooler use that to your advantage these people own the businesses in those towns you know what i'm saying these people are a part of those boards you ask somebody right you ask a hundred businesses in your hometown and you get 99 no's if you get one yes of you can place your vending machine here i just want like 10 percent right that's money you make Let's say you make $300 in that month. So it's nothing, right? $300 in that month, multiply that by 12, right? So you have $3,600. You take that $3,600, 10%. So $360 goes to them. You paid $800 for that vending machine. You just made a few thousand dollars that you only have to go once a month to grab your change and go change it at the bank. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because it's not that busy. Let alone we're talking about some of the people that make a thousand a week doing those things because, but those, that's more maintenance. You have to stock it more. You have to be there more, but you get where I'm going. Like there's a lot of little things we talk about like if you can't afford it or if you have it we're in the south so many people have trucks just so that they could hopefully have sex with the women that get wet when they see trucks but they forget the sheer fact that, that they could use their trucks for more than just like, like you know you forget that you could use your truck as a truck like you were telling me Actually, so much other stuff bro you can use it to carry ever like i'm trying to get into furniture flipping right but i realized my little camry can only hold so much so like if i'm working on like maybe uh some side uh, drawer type thing some like side bed tables piece things like that little dressers that's cool but i'm not carrying like the full-on like uh thousand dollar bed frame exactly like a whole hutch or something or like a giant bed or things like in that nature so but with that you have more accessibility to make those bigger flips with it or even again like you can move around a lawnmower right so let's say you get like a little f-150 you uh, throw a lawnmower in the back you go around to these local houses again that these banks are paying for upkeep you knock out 10 in a day of doing like main lawn maintenance on them. They pay you $50 per, you know, you just made 500. Obviously you spent a little bit on gas, but like, did you really, what did you make in that week doing your other job? You know what I'm saying? You just did that in a day. And even just moving on even past that, it's like, people think about these, like, yeah, it's easier said than done. No, it's literally just starting because the reason I say that is I won't mention names. And I know some people are going to be like, Oh, you're giving up the plug. No, sir. Everybody knows this now, but a lot of people, I won't say everybody, a lot of people know these things, but they don't think about them as realistic. Let me be real with y'all and talk about my friends and like some of my family and things like Mm. that. Like some I've, of them were keeping us though, you feel me, right? No, for sure. Okay. But it's like even using places like Facebook Marketplace yeah. or like your your typical like local like swapping shops or like sales little th- um Facebook groups, right? Yeah. If you live in the burbs or you're blessed enough to come from like certain areas or even in the city and stuff like that, if you pay attention to these groups every single day, I notice them giving away something for free. Because mm-hmm. you think about it, if you live even 
near, right? So let's say you live in the poorest town ever, but you have access to the internet, right? And then you have a car. Let's just say you have a car and you're in a poor town. So nobody in your town is giving away stuff for free. A lot of the times with zoning and things like that, a rich town is not that far. It's right around the corner. And so like that rich town, if you are on their Facebook, check their groups, bro. I'm telling you, I've seen like, I won't mention like certain stuff we've talked about lately, but it's just like, I've seen two, $3,000 pieces of like fine furniture, like certain households be like, uh, $50 or somebody can come get it for free. I just need it gone today. I just don't want to see it anymore. Like I'm saying like, these are people really getting rid of nice stuff that you can literally go to your house, buy some, like the minimum I've seen. I saw somebody, this is a real story. Literally I saw one of my friends, genuinely, one of my friends just buy a dresser from a, a place dusty as hell it looked kind of whatever they just cleaned the dresser that's it it didn't even need to be retouched they didn't paint the it or anything they didn't need to be they painted or retouched. It. they cleaned it and sold that same dresser for 300 dollars the next day because it was like a 700 dollars dresser and they got it for free so they just came up on profit they just didn't yeah. feel like waiting for the seven yeah man like there's so much money out there if you decide you want to hustle but it's different you have to have some capital sometimes to start just for little things like i know it sounds menial but i mean like we're talking about really the gutter sometimes it's just like you may not have enough for gas some days you may not have enough for certain things some days and you might look horrible like you know in your mind of like you know i respect myself too much to do certain things but like no at the end of the day you might you develop those things because you go on instagram and you see people posting their vacations and which they might have taken out fucking loans for let's be honest let's just you be clear doing a fucking lot We've, with a, very little we're seeing a lot of ppp vacations right now exactly. i just want y'all to be clear and so you know you might end up being one of those water bottle boys passing out for a little bit. But if you make $50, I'm sure you could fit, make that 50 flip to something for you. You know what I mean? Like, you just have to be, A, diligent to drop ego a little bit and, like, keep that up for a little while and then just work from the bottom. Because at the end of the day, no one who has it, let me not say no one, but most people who got it, at some point in their lineage, they didn't have it. And the person the who did get it had to, you know, humble themselves a little bit. Had to hustle, like... I mean, I've got plenty of members of my family that that's some of the talks we've been going on about right now about the fact that and these are people I know are millionaires when it comes to like assets and stocks or even when it comes to liquid, like really successful. You heard people. that right, by the way. And I'm saying M's millionaires. And they're talking to me about like some of the stories where they had to be the most humble and just super humble themselves to get to the point they are now. So, I mean, nobody's too big for anything. And even one of my closer homies, I won't even use his name on this just because I don't want like people. People, of course, being like, oh, this person's rich, this person's that. But he's for sure a millionaire at this point. And it's like one of the first things I sat and I talked to him and I said, yo, like, what would you do to make money right now if you had nothing just to like flip it and figure it out? And he's high business acumen, whatever. The first thing that came out of his mouth was Facebook Marketplace. First thing that came out of his That's mouth. That's the advice like, he gave me, bro. You know what I'm That's the advice he gave me. And so I probably stole that advice from you, to be honest. And it might not have even been a conversation I had with this nigga, like, to be completely honest. With I'm not going to lie. We talk so damn much at this point. Things <laughs> kind of blend. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised, but I know I've probably done the exact same. But now we'll end our Gary V segment so people don't think that we're just <laughs> trying uh, to sell people business all of, all of this is game for people who don't have it. Obviously, if you have your full-time jobs and you're content, we're not talking to you. Of course. Even then, I feel like you could take something out of it. But I know there's plenty of people who are in positions that might be younger than us, might be the same age as us, might be whatever, might be older. Right, I saw that, a 22-year-old on Twitter buy a, um, a not a car wash, 
a car wash and they got their money together got a loan mm. they bought a car wash because they had decent credit their pro- parents probably helped them out like earlier in life so that they had good credit so let's mm-hmm. say there was probably a step up there but it was one of those not the fanciest looking it was a self-serve it was like the like let me break the picture down for people the air freshener is right in the front mm-hmm. you see the little machine you got to put your coins and you got to use your coins for the vacuum like we get it he was talking about how he grosses probably nets sorry at least at least a thousand to like fifteen hundred dollars every single week and because people wouldn't think about the fact he's going to the bank with like garbage bags sometimes full of quarters and it's just Mm -hmm. like no one wants to do that no one wants to go to the machine with the quarters. No one wants, no one to, do wants this. to look no that, wants... look like that guy. But then when I got a garbage bag of it, you know that's money. He was driving up to the bank in his Maserati at twenty two. So I, I swear he probably didn't care what nobody wanted. Nobody thought about him having bags of at quarters at all, <laughs> at all. <laughs> so, but talking on money moves, I know. Do you want to get into the other one now? We can get into Braun. We can get into Braun because that boy is making a little bit of ka-ching. I, I looked into it too. So like, you want me? I'll just go ahead and say so it. Shouts out to the success of Space Jam, by the way. Yeah. That's a movie that I still want to see. I'll, we'll break down a little bit more if we do watch it. But, but I just wanted to give a shout out to Braun there because that's beautiful. And fuck you niggas that is talking about Michael Jordan's performance was better, nigga. It's a kid's movie. There's, there's always somebody who's talking about <laughs> like a kid's Rock, movie. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like what? they're just doing too much. But on this end, actually, you know, company that uh, was on the, the back end of Space Jam in partnership with others, obviously, to actually make it happen, like Warner, uh, with Time Warner and everything, but the Spring Hill company that LeBron and Maverick Carter and everything started, and you know they got together some like about a hundred million, like a year or so ago, right? Mm-hmm. To actually make come into fruition. Right now, and they're in, in talks to like uh, sell ma- uh, ma- some majority stakes if they get the deal, as well as minority stakes in the company. But you know, with all that talk, there's been valuations of their company, and now it's at a point where it's worth seven hundred and fifty million dollars. And they're in deals to sell partial stakes right now, or there's talks around them working with the likes of, because those companies haven't commented for obvious reasons, but there it's talks where they're in talks with people at Nike, major streaming services, and big tech companies. These are the kind of shit I'm talking about. It's just like, you start with a dollar in the dream, but you can get to where you want to be. Exactly. This man. And we know Braun has money now, so I don't want anybody to quit, stop. I want everybody to stop lying like he's not in a tier that he should be in right now. People are talking about Michael Jordan. This Michael Jordan is very successful. For sure. Very high up there. But he paved the way so that a person like LeBron can do it a little bit faster and a little bit sooner th- than him. Bro, LeBron is a billionaire before he leaves the NBA. You know what I'm saying? Like, before he leaves the NBA. He's a team owner. He's a this. He's like, a known. That. I'm not of, saying like, Michael Jordan wasn't, teams, but this is LeBron is known. Like, a, you feel me? Like, this, this is very... Very much, this is what he set up for the next generation. You know what I'm saying? And Braun took full advantage, even though niggas want to compare them all the time. But shouts out to LeBron, shouts out to that success, shouts out to Rich Paul for dating Adele. And like, so we're gonna. That was a very weird thing to plug there. When I, really though? I can't. No, lift, but really though? I can't lift up black men. No, I can't, he does. I can't lift up clutch. I'm a clutch agent, nigga. I told you I'm a clutch agent. We'd love to be. Talk to us, friend of the pod. But he really does date her? Yes, sir, Ski. That's why they were courtside together at the Suns game. Man, I'm not going to lie. That's beautiful. Dreams money can buy. Like, <laughs> I hope you don't break her heart. Bro, he, he went from like selling LeBron's jerseys and stuff on the side, like out of his car, like representing this yeah. dude, like young and like yeah. boom, 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 to now he's probably worth nine figures himself. You know what I'm saying? Like going crazy. Like 
I love seeing the success of people that bring their brothers with them. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's mm -hmm. beautiful for me because I don't care about people being the richest people on the planet. I care about people that became rich and then made everybody around them rich. Because that's beautiful to me. Like Shohei Otani. Before he even gets his major contract, donating uh, what that young derby, man do, giving all of his derby money that he won the hundred fifty thousand to the angel staff just so that they could have a salary bump and kind of help them out, you know, a little gift, a little bonus, breaking off bread for them just because. Blessings will never stop appearing for those that are humble and for those that are genuine and, and for those, those, that, those that are selfless and give back. It's only those that are the greediest that live life the least happy when it comes to their successes. Mm -hmm. And it's why they continue to chase more and more and more because they think it's going to fill their soul up. But the ones that do reach these pillars of success and these tiers of success while sharing with everybody and while lifting people up the whole way, I think are the greatest success stories in the history of this world. So shouts out to Braun. Shouts out to all of them niggas. Yes, sir. And moving right along on some more sports news. Well, not it's not necessarily sports news because none of that bronze stuff was sports news. But I wanted to mention this because I thought it was a great moment. It has to do with music and sports. Um, I guess there's just multiple covers. I could just be very wrong. But I know they both yeah, there's have multiple a cover. Covers. But Naomi Osaka has a Sports Illustrated swimsuit. Oh, you're talking these. Yeah. yeah, swimsuit edition cover. So shout out to Naomi. We we all we do is lift her up and talk about her success. But something else beautiful because another first was done. Meg was the first rapper to have a Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition cover. Which a I don't want to dim Meg's light in the in the slightest because I think it's so great and I am so excited for her on this. I just when I saw first, I was like, dang, Sports Illustrated really missed the bag on Nikki just because there were so many years that. That, that was that was yeah you know what i'm saying like yeah, that was an yeah, obvious choice if no one else i was like, like what even though they could have before Lil Kim, like they could have done you a know lot what of I'm people saying? like you know? there's a lot so that's why i was confused when i saw first i was like wow this is really Shit, the if first we're being, one if we're being honest there was even a moment there where they could have done iggy like there was a lot of people nah we, we weren't we weren't going for that one in the hip-hop community you, you weren't we, going weren't, for we weren't going for that one like <laughs> bro i'm just saying i, pro they, I probably I'm, bought the issue but i know us as a community we weren't going for that one i'm I'm sorry. <laughs> Laughing after that seems so disrespectful. <laughs> I just keep it going. Bro, Blackfish, Iggy, the sexiest version of her. Let's talk. I, you know, I'm not getting into the different variations of this woman, <laughs> especially on that tip. <laughs> that, it's a little bit much for me. I ain't kept Bro, up with her. I, I ain't kept up with her like that. I'm going to be honest with you, but... <laughs> No, I saw it on Twitter randomly because niggas were talking yeah. about, is this still Iggy Azalea? And then it was a picture of her, and it, it was like they got the Kardashian upgrade. She even had the, the brunette hair and everything. <laughs> but back to uplifting other women. But yeah, we're uplifting. I, I'm the, sorry. Did you see the Naomi Osaka cover? crazy sometimes. Did you see the Naomi Osaka cover or picture? Friend of the pod. That it was the earrings where I know, I think diamonds are a little whatever at this point. Obviously, that's coming from a nigga who don't have diamonds, clearly. But so the people who can't afford to have that many of them in that fashion, go ahead and do your thing. But she had these earrings that were like uh, the heads of like a tennis rackets, just completely diamond. Chandelier. Looking shining bright like a diamond. Oh. It looked immaculate. You know what's bro. the dopest part about those pictures, too? That was a different kind of look. Dante she, did them. She served. She did serve. She served some looks, eh? Oh my get it, god. Get it? She plays tennis. She served. All right, they're gonna get me out of here at some point. But what were you saying? <laughs> Dante did those pictures. That's super cool. DJ's friend. Oh, oh. Yeah, he did those pictures for him. Wait, so really? That's, that's yeah. fire, man. Shouts out He's to him. Up. He's up, up, up. So shout out to him. Shouts out to ABDM Studios. But um moving right along. 
I thought that was really cool just because, I mean, it's not to just harp on it for too, too long because, yes, every single horny male at a young age, like, probably looked forward to the swimsuit edition every single year, like, for a while. I forget when that fizzled out. I feel like I might have low-key been too young to even be a part of the people that look for those. I just, I just remember, like, like them youth. dropping and, like, <laughs> seeing seeing the swimsuit editions when they drop. You know, I wasn't looking for them, but, like, you would hear about them. And oh, so as soon as you see them, it's like, oh, I, these are nice. You know, oh, they were mean? always at the crib. I wonder who was fucking ordering them as a ute. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. That was Pops for sure. They're not trying to sell that nigga out, but... Oh my goodness. <laughs> that was for sure. And notice how we didn't get Sports Illustrator all year. It was like that one <laughs> issue. Every, bro, we always had that one issue. That was fine. I love that. Shouts out to the real niggas. But <laughs> see, oh, bro, you didn't know that for real? It's all clicking in my head now, too. It's kind of wild. No, that's a wild boy. But <laughs> So notice how we didn't have it. any other edition. Any, no type of Sports Illustrators. But that swimsuit edition oh came around. Goodness. It was on the table. It was, it was there. Oh my but, goodness. But... <laughs> <laughs> Niggas are disgusting. <laughs> is it disgusting or is it supporting people? It is supporting, is it supporting people. people, though, really? It's supporting it's still people. Support- uh, we'll get into that nah, one later. So definitely some of my first like non-video wax were off of some Sports Illustrated, for sure. I, it, I can't believe still in this day and age. First off, there's a whole conversation when it comes to jacking off eventually. But there's a whole generation of people Pause. that were jacking off to magazines. You know, like Playboy, the little Sports Illustrated <laughs> swimsuit edition. You know, it's just like... Now it seems like such a foreign concept that it, that almost just seems like you're doing it wrong. But it's just like the fact is, even me as a person, it was know, a generation we, of people who were imagining. We know our history. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So we don't even need to get into that one. But it's like, dog, I can't even it still feels weird for me to even say the fact that I that I used to whack to magazines, too. You know what I'm saying? Like back in the day when that was popping. Like, just because, like, we've always had internet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's not like we lied. <laughs> I was like, why did the nigga flip the covers open? Actually, so, so now you think about like, how crazy that sounds, though. Like, you be in the bed, because I'm a bed whacker, mm-hmm. so I'm not really a chair whacker like a lot of people. Like, I like to be comfortable, sprout out in the bed, you know? It's been setting the whole image right put now. Put one leg up, you know, being that you're good You're trying position. to imagine sugar Imagine, like, you're holding the magazine, right? So you're not even trying to get none on the magazine, so you got to keep that thing you're clear. Doing a and you're sitting here, turned side, just... Yang, yang, yang. <laughs> No, you can't make those yang noises while you're doing it, bro. Like, on the podcast? On the, on the pod? Edit, edit, edit staff back there. Can y'all edit that one out? And then, if y'all have been watching these episodes, you know nothing's edited. So you're getting all this uncut, unrated. Jesus. <laughs> it, it, you know what's funny, too? They've realized the market shifted to where people don't need their magazines for that kind of shit anymore. That like it was like two years ago or so or more at this point probably. Playboy just said, you know, we're not doing nude magazines anymore or nude photos. So they're just Playboy's out the game. Yeah, is Hustler out? Is Hustler even still a thing, I, bro? What, the fact that you said that, I don't know what that is. Bro, it was Hustler was one of the disgusting ones. That was one of those they I were have showing. No clue what that is. Because Playboy always was about being like taste, t- um, tasteful. Yeah. So it'd be like, oh, okay, you're just gonna look sexy and like kind of quaint and cute, they but you're naked. Let you know, slip. let it like a little nip out, let a little hairy out, you know, let you know what's going on down there. But like Hustler was one of those like you might just straight up have the dildo like <laughs> inside of you with like leg on the table like sprawled out like on some porn scene. <laughs> <laughs> you know? There was it was either Hustler or Penthouse. Because those were two of the disgusting All right. magazines. I'm not going to lie. We're going to go ahead and move on from this section for the sake <laughs> of like our child audience. But. Oh, yeah, true. I forgot. This is for kids. The off space is for kids, for sure. All right, let's go on. Yeah, do what you want. Speaking about for <laughs> kids, did you see... <laughs> anyway. Did you um, see Lil Nas X's rollout for his um, 
a single coming out. Okay, I saw it, and I don't know how much of it was planned before. But I think he just saw the stuff that he was in and was like, fuck it, I'm just going to work with it. But I wanted to talk on that before because, yeah, you know, I'm in these marketing classes and things. And I'm learning about copyright. I'm learning about all these, like, little trademarks and things like that. And it just, something occurred to me. I was like, how did he really never see, and how did his team never see the coming that they couldn't just take a Nike silhouette and remix it and put it out there and not get any legal repercussions bro like, that's but, wild bro it seems such like a bad idea i guess in terms of just legality mm-hmm. that no one assumed that it, he wasn't working with nike notice how they initially everybody was mad at nike because they were like oh he's definitely got to be working with nike right they didn't just steal some nike shoes with some blood in the mouth and say let's sell those bitches like, but I mean, regardless, we don't wow. know the full optics wow. of it. We don't know exactly what's going on with it. And what it. if he is on the low and he's just been lying that they're that's selling? That's what I'm saying. Him. That's why, that's why. Because he signed to Atlantic or something, right? Like, I don't even big. know what he, but he's definitely signed super major. So, I mean, small for the camera. Getting some quick little video in, yes, sir. <laughs> but that's kind of, yeah, I'm sure. Okay, now that I'm saying that out loud, it really does sound now that they had this planned out. So, I've been falling for it. You got me. You got me. That's what I was about to say. So so much of this music industry is smoke and mirrors that I want to believe a lot of it. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. But I understand that I just won't let things surprise me. Like it could Mm -hmm. just be a rollout. Just like speaking of rollouts and I, bro, did you see, even though it's dope because this is somebody we could speak on for a second, Kanye West, right? Just moving right along from Lil Nas X. One is I want to give Kanye his credit for his genius, huh? The listening parties? I want to give Kanye his credit for his genius because somebody was talking about the fact that Kanye, that the internet's been in a buzz and it's been super like talking about Kanye and focused on Kanye and on his album, boom, boom, boom. And all he's done is let a couple people come to a listening party and then worn a mask in public a couple of times. And it just comes to show you how much of it. And someone said Kanye is interesting because he's one of the few people in his age group and older that it seems like their core fan base at the time is getting younger somehow. Like he's captured the youth because he stays cool. Mm-hmm. Like he went into streetwear, he ran into this. And so now since Yeezys were so cool and his brand and like how Kanye does things, it's like he's- you have have a lot of middle school and high schoolers that are core Kanye fans right now, even in his demographic. Yep. Like he has huge. So it's dope. Speaking about like the LeBron. I did not even think about it. that's crazy. Bro, isn't that bro? dope? You're right. You're right. Like though. thinking about LeBron doing Space Jam. He's doing Space Jam because of all the little niggas like me that were six years mm-hmm. old. Or I won't say six. I don't remember the exact age, but that were X years old yeah. when Space Jam one came out. Didn't really watch Jordan because I was dumb young. Don't get me wrong yeah. at the time. But I thought he was super cool because I had secret stuff. You know what I'm saying? Just some little cartoon thing, and I saw him dunking yeah. a movie with his arm strength. So like all these kids that missed the 10 years that we've seen, well, almost 20, of course, but 10 years like kill run that we've seen LeBron go straight to the finals and all the majesty, boom, mm-hmm. boom, boom, all the kids that missed it, but are growing up now. And LaMelo is going to be their favorite player or like the Lucas or like the Giannis and this, Whoever this, that. They're just going to still remember Braun forever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because of things like this, Kanye's kind of done the same thing. He's integrated himself in every generation, like coming up yeah. to where no matter how old he gets, you're still going to be having people that are excited for Kanye. West, you know, I, I think it's also in part past the music side, obviously at this point, Kanye is captured, even though he went out when he was creating his clothing brand, he went out when he was creating the Yeezys, he went out and talked about how he was trying to make it, you know, accessible to the mass public. And 
while I'm still holding out faith that he will, especially with the deals with Gap and everything, he's kind of captured the realm of exclusivity. And you know how the youth is right now, especially with like the sneaker flipping and shit, the StockX and all this, just and how everything's like rare is like cool as fuck, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of played into unintentionally or maybe intentionally kind of capturing that eye of the youth like okay he's giving us something that we care about so we're gonna keep holding up his name even though because the youth isn't holding up kanye for music like they're not holding up kanye for um fucking college dropout for graduation for eight away from heartbreak you, you see know? how rh talk about my beautiful dark twisted fantasy and stuff mm -hmm. like that like yes some of them have heard it but you think the 13 14 15 year old that's sitting here like raving about kanye right now is talking about that no they saw like She's such a freaking hoe. I love it. He saw the funny guy yeah. that is in media doing wild stuff and also has the coolest shoes on the planet. Exactly. You know? <laughs> and they're rocking with it, man. Like, <laughs> it's nuts. So, I mean, shout out to... Honestly, shout out to him. No, genuinely. I want to lift up and celebrate Kanye for that because that's really dope. Really, really dope. And then one of the other things that I wanted to speak on today, moving right along from Lil Nas X, Kanye, is... Um, is the NBA stuff yeah. like get into sports? It's time. It's time. yes, sir. Did you see the niggas caught niggas caught. Talk to me, Leangelo in the corner me. of the PJ Washington video. <laughs> niggas are trying to do Leangelo sightings like they do for a bad bitches <laughs> that are hanging out with rappers. They're like, was that him? Was that her? That shows you the media buzz on this family, bro. We're still seeing videos get hundreds of thousands of views of just like sneak, like seeing someone in a corner and like hoping they might be on a team. Man, mm. if y'all don't go ahead and sign this, well, I know they did. It seems like they did. It they're seems working like they're something working out. Something out. They didn't. They didn't sign him yet. We would hear if they did. True. If they actually yeah. penned the deal, we would hear it. But it seems like they're working something out. Yeah, right? they're probably just seeing team fit things like that, blah blah blah. Because I think they're giving him a legitimate look. I think it's one of those we're not just gonna instantly sign you. you off the bullshit and then drop you after a second just for some clout. Fuck like, Detroit, nigga. The the Pistons, Fuck not, Detroit, not the city. The, oh, the, the Pistons for sure. I love Pistons, all y'all rappers. I swear, not Rezo, the rappers. Payroll, 42 Doug. No, we love y'all for real. Nah, fuck the Pistons. You're gonna go, yeah, okay. For sure. So now that we cleared that up. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Detroit's a dangerous city. I forgot. I have to be clear when I talk about Detroit. I heard that and I instantly had a Raven vision. <laughs> just some darker times and I'm not, I'm not going for it. You know, we love Detroit, man. But that being said, you know, it's truly, it's just nice because Again, with him working out with the team, trying to fit around these guys. And at the end of the day, he's a fucking hooper, bro. Like, he might not be the best, but time will tell, especially seeing if he can hang with them, you know, or run some games, see how he fits in the system, see if there's chemistry there, and let's let him rock. And he has... He also is in a unique position to where, and I don't want to put it on his brothers because Leangelo has been putting in the work, sincerely. And what I mean mm -hmm. by that is, A, you could see his body change because he averaged the most points out of all three ball brothers in high school, but he was a little bulkier. He was more football build, so people and were And he wasn't going to get as tall, which nah, is fine, but nah. he's still not short. Exactly. He's like 6'4", you know exactly. what I'm saying? And, ooh, you know what I'm saying? He's a shooting guard. So he's guard height. Like, you know what I'm saying? He's guard height. That's what he was supposed to be anyway. But he just likes shooting. And I think people were a little bit dissuaded by that and like, the UCLA situation obviously we're not going to go down these negative things but he's been taking every tryout he's been just working out every single day it's just like he's not somebody that's been sitting here begging for like a free ride like not yeah. like the yo I know Zoe hire me like yo I know LaMelo like no he's been trying to do the hustle but when you have entities set up to take advantage of people like you saw with the Pistons and other little things where they're like oh it's the media side we may be able to milk it without it, it kind of sucks to see people not get honest chances and honest looks. Mm -hmm. But if he gets this honest look from the Hornets and if he doesn't ball out and it doesn't work, then he tried and that's it. You know, no one's going to care that much. Like there's two almost all-star level, if sure, 
in the future all-star level family members like they have a super successful family liangelo bought his million dollar house already off of just endorsements and random Mm -hmm. stuff like he's good bread wise it's just like you got to give people an opportunity to show show what they're worth if they feel like they've earned that opportunity exactly man i think he has the potential to show it and at the end of the day again even if i know it hates to say it you hate to say it in the sense of like attributing things that aren't just the players hard work to them getting a position but at the end of the day this is the leverage we were talking about we saw Giannis be able to have his brother on a team with him and be in the position to win an NBA championship potentially if they close out this next game and we see what LaMelo Ball is doing rookie of the year we see what he's doing just from like his numbers we see what he's doing from the numbers outside of basketball like that's a lot of he's developing a lot of leverage for himself within the Hornets organization so and we see just on top of that we see how stars treat that first contract when they've already developed leverage. Mm -hmm. They treat that contract, they're happy to stack money and, you know, of course, stay with their cities. But if they're in some boo-boo boof place, a lot of these stars are ready to ship off and leave. We're already seeing Zion talking about he wants out. Which I don't blame him. These We were mismanaged organizations, so I won't even get into them Mm lame-ass niggas. But it's like, though, Charlotte has not been that far off from the Pels either, you know, from like a mismanaged kind of booth organization. Until a certain person came around, the GOAT, one of them. It looks like, you know, like, you know Jordan came in, they changed a bunch of staff. They, rebranded. They rebranded. It looks like they're trying to, you know, really push to make this a, a market people care about watching. Charlotte as the city, they have a unique opportunity too, because Charlotte's not a city that's going to be as big as like in Atlanta or like in New York. I'm talking about cities like Anytime the, big cities in the vicinity or like Miami's and things like that. But it's such an upcoming city in terms of just like the tech culture going on over there, the businesses out there and the money out there to where it has the chance for a potential boom to make it a big city and like yeah. a bigger market city. You know what I'm saying? So I definitely feel like it's a good business opportunity for both of them that could work out for everybody involved, of course. So and I shouts agree. out to Jello as well. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. But moving right along to somebody that one, I'm going to start this. the because is, is this the apology pod? This Oh, yeah. This is the finals. And so I'm going to start this off with one leading with love for my brother right here. Ezigo did say that the finals was probably going to go to seven. And he said that early. And you, you, you can know. check it on our final predictions before the series started <laughs> on the podcast. Six or seven, or did you I say said seven? Game seven, I don't know who's gonna win. Okay, game seven, you don't know who's gonna win. I think. Me, I said Suns and Five. Let me go ahead and apologize to my Nigerian brother. Let me go ahead and apologize to the former Pelican legend, True Holiday. Yes, sir. Let me go ahead and apologize to Kobe, Kobe, Chris Middleton. Yes, sir. Let me go ahead and apologize to Connaughton, who knew that nigga was shooting threes and only hitting splashy, splashy. Let me super, super duper go ahead and apologize to Bobby. (laughs) Bobby Portis for show, for show. Hustle man, hustle man. Yeah, that's him. And let me go ahead. PJ happy as hell not to be guarding a nigga that's seven feet anymore. Let me please go ahead and apologize to PJ Tucker. And my last apology. This one hurts the most because I spent a lot of time roasting this man mm-hmm. into the dirt. Please let me go ahead and apologize to Brooke Lopez. Big apologies from me too. Big apologies to Prime Shack. Oh my goodness, that boy Brooke Lopez crazy. Because that's how that nigga looking out there sometimes. Y'all niggas is not able to guard Brooke Lopez. Bucks, Bucks, yeah, that's them in yeah, six. 
<laughs> but it's, it's looking like it's not going to seven. I but said Suns and five. It's looking like that Bucks it's going to game seven because I've been seeing some of the most entertaining basketball in a minute out of these two teams. Like that's what you expect from the finals. The refs are letting you know shit get a little get a little spicy. They're letting some things like fly. They're not calling the BS travels too because sometimes you see players doing the weird like we just got the ball in. I'm gonna take two steps and then dribble. They're not calling whatever. They're just trying to let it just be straight like the. The game will decide the game. The hoop. It's it's a battle. And the Bucks are playing at a dangerously elite level. Like Bro. it's I'm not gonna lie, that sequence of Drew Holiday ripping the ball from Devin Booker like a little boy and then pushing the ball up and throwing and Book it. Book is one of his favorite players. He just oh, had to sure. be he just had to be honest about what happened I, there. I watched it, you know what I mean? And then uh running up the court, throwing the oop to Giannis for one of the most athletic, like precision just nice finishes of an alley oop that whole sequence is something that's going to be remembered for sure like that was just if you, if you don't like this you don't like nba basketball man. tell him truly <laughs> truly and i mean super super shouts out to them boys man it's just like i think the order we get the more emotionally intelligent we get, the more we care about sports, we care about like the people behind the sports and not just these cogs in a system that dribble balls and like pause, but and kick and you know, score, do whatever, right? And so, I think that it makes you really become a better fan of sports. And I know, yes, we're always going to have the competition. If you want somebody to win, it's smoke all day. I'm one of the most competitive people y'all will ever find, which some people don't think sometimes because they'll hear me be so level-headed about this kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, I think once you get to that point, you start... Like, I always disliked the Bucks as an organization because I just thought it was a lame organization, just being real. Like, it was just not cool. It was lame. It was hard to be a, a fan of the Bucks in our lifetime, mm-hmm. 100%. And so, like, it kind of made me just... I was a fan of Giannis for the fact that he was Nigerian. That's it, just being completely honest. And I thought... And I even said, if you go and check those podcasts, I threw Giannis in as a name when I said they were trying to make Europe invade the NBA, like, push the narratives on certain players. But I said, clearly... Giannis and Luca were two that I said that they definitely show the talent for it, 100%. Mm-hmm. So I never talked down on talent. So let's be clear. The only one that I feel like I really went crazy on was the French guy, but we're not going to get into him. But like when it comes to Giannis... It's he just, might need an apology one day. One day, for sure. Because if they honestly played with FIBA rules, he would probably look like Prime Shaq out there. Like genuinely, just being completely honest. But like, and so, <laughs> nah, let's not do that to Shaq. I know Shaq would be so upset to be compared to that nigga. But 100%. let's talk about um, Giannis. Let's, let's talk about I it, apologize because of the fact that I was only a fan because he was Nigerian. But it's like, you look at the personality, you see that person, that's a young man at the end of the day. That's why I want people to be able to separate sports from these people. Because like Giannis is a 26-year-old who has won MVP. He's won Defensive Player of the Year. He's won, he's been on NBA first and second teams. He's been on all defense. He's been on, he's won every single award in the NBA, every single meaningful award in the NBA besides, literally besides Finals MVP MVP and a championship. And And it's looking like if he wins this championship, he's going to get that Finals MVP too. I don't know who else it would go to. And it's crazy to say that when they have two other, the whole team playing crazy, but two other players that look like on many other teams, they could be Final MVP too. Bro, what, Yana, no, Chris Middleton and we won't even get it. We can if you want, but I'm, I'm talking Drew's on Drew up Holiday, there. Drew I'm talking on fucking there. Drew Holiday. Drew's up there for his performance as well. But it's just like, I want to just go ahead and celebrate yeah. Giannis here because 
of the, for me personally, because of just how I've looked at it before, because dog, I couldn't imagine getting the keys to an organization as young as he did, but like, and having all their faith, it's a small market. That's truly all their faith in this one player, Mm -hmm. him actually being able to deliver and being able to rally around a team. He had the opportunity to go to a golden state or whatever this year. We all thought it was a mistake. Just being honest. When he resigned, I'm the people that thought it was a mistake. I was like, bro, like if you want to win a championship, this isn't the place to do it. And they made one solid move on Drew Holiday, and they shut me up fast as hell. Go ahead and speak on that boy, Drew. Because at the end of the day, people don't realize something about Drew Holiday because— Niggas was telling me Drew deserves to be playing in Shanghai after this playoffs. What? Bro, the, first off, they haven't—they didn't watch the playoffs since they said that. Because I watched these They can't watch these playoffs. It's like being a Pelicans fan, we got to—we had the privilege of being able to watch a lot of good players play through that organization that just, just didn't pan out for them. But you see players like a Drew Holiday, where I'm not just saying this because I was a fan of the Pelicans, because there's a lot of players on that team that I would tell you first off, they were not the kind of guys that were going to win a championship. They weren't the kind of guys that really were going to be on a roster in a few years. But Drew Holiday was somebody who you saw play, and it was like, this is a top five guard in the league. He's this a is winner, a, This man. is a top five guard in the league several years over, and on both ends of it, the offensive side and the defensive side, and... Should have been all NBA. Uh, all, times. I think he could have been all NBA, like third team, to be honest, at least one of these years. And I know he should have been all defensive team multiple years. What? He should have been defensive first team a couple years. He should have had a defensive player of the year once. For I firmly sure. believe For that. For sure. For and sure. it's just like they it's, just don't give that to guards like that. It's, and it's not even giving it to guards is one thing. You have to make a strong case for yourself, which he did. It was the being on this market that people won't watch games, but they'll immediately say you're bad. So they'll just giving. They'll be giving opinions they don't even have substance to really base an opinion off of that end up doing in people's careers that are really putting in the work, really going into the gym first thing in the morning, three times a day even, really getting out there when they have family members that have cancer, are going through real shit, have kids, and are still making out the time to be good at their craft, and they're taken away from your career. So for, to see Drew Holiday play on the Bucks, and not just play on the Bucks, but play at such a high level on the Bucks, and potentially win a championship, yeah, the Suns probably have one of my favorite players. I'm more than glad to see the Bucks win because the storyline of a lot of these guys is something that is not only inspirational to upcoming basketball players themselves, but to just regular human beings who are trying to strive for excellence. And it's just like... Dog, it makes me feel fucked up sometimes just being completely honest because of seeing where my mind's gone and where I've grown. But it's just like even looking back to some of those games, even as Pelicans fans, I used to be like, bro, they need to like sit Drew down for a little second during that year. He was going through the roughest year of his life and you don't even think about the human side of it. And I would be saying, oh, they probably need to sit him down right now. Like he's not really working at the moment. Like I wasn't saying trade him by any means because I'm not dumb, but I just knew that Drew wasn't performing to what Drew does, you know? Mm -hmm. But I mean, he was going through the roughest year of his life, potentially about to lose his wife. You know what I'm saying? Like on some crazy shit. And people don't forget the fact that like IT won an elimination game the day after his sister died you know what i'm saying like, i couldn't put up numbers i couldn't even imagine the pain of losing one of my siblings so let me just go ahead and knock on wood right there but it's like the day after he came and put up numbers you know what i'm saying like we forget these are human beings going through real human problems and so it's like celebrate what you can and keep that competitiveness though in between them lines and when it comes to talking about these sports but please 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 remember a that these are people at the end of the day but b <laughs> b I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go on that spiel too much because I've done it a hundred times on this podcast, man. But it's like I think it was easier for me to come to these conclusions because I've played sports before and because I've been in these arenas before on my own scale. Don't get me wrong, I never played pro, but it's like 
dog. They have, like we're saying, like you were talking about Drew, right? Mm-hmm. Like there are these people talking about the Shanghai thing, the this, 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 that. Bro. People are tweeting these there things wasn't, out from there their wasn't couches, From their bro. couch. They can't do five push-ups if you ask them to do five push-ups right now. You're ta- they're talking about a professional. They don't athlete. even understand the game, but they're dictating if a player is good at it. And that's bro. the craziest part to me. Bro, it's taken... I will say this boldly and be very, very clear about this, especially this finals, especially this finals. But the whole playoffs, Drew Holiday is the biggest, the biggest non-scoring, even though we're talking about 27-point games, 25-point games. I think one game he went for 37, like this playoffs. Like, even though he has put up numbers when it comes to scoring, Drew Holiday is the biggest. If you take, if you have bars and meters for every single aspect for how you win a championship, Drew Holiday checks out on more of them than any player on that team. Any mm-hmm. player on that team, minus just points, which Chris Middleton and Giannis seem to carry that load for them. Drew definitely carries his weight, let's be honest. But it's just like the schemes that are planned and, and made for the opposite team, they don't directly have to do with Giannis they don't directly have to do with Chris Middleton if you've noticed it every time it comes to shutting down the enemy team this playoffs who has been the person it's not PJ Tucker it's not the defensive stopper that you know that you always have on the your guy even though shout out to him for his defense who has been the person they've had make the biggest difference when it comes you know to changing is, the flow man. of the game you know who it is come on man. now we have to Quit be real about that that little shit matters if Drew Holiday wasn't in this playoffs it wouldn't be three two bucks right now like it wouldn't that's be. the reason they they disrupted like I know we're gonna get basketball nerd here for two seconds but it's like it's you have to look at sports at a professional level like a dance you have to look at it like a orchestrated like like a symphony you have to look at it like a beautiful progression truly mm-hmm. because like this is all the highest level of something right and so if you've gone to the gym and you've seen niggas do things that blew your mind at la fitness or like in the, your college yeah. gym you can only imagine what do you think you know, they're doing what on, like, they're doing in court. a professional court and they're all professionals and so with that being said chris paul is one of the biggest one of the best conductors in the history of the NBA when it comes to taking a team and really manipulating and figuring out how to make it work to the best of his abilities, right? He hasn't won yet. He hasn't had the chance to be in that finals. There's been a bunch of reasons we don't need to get into that, but he's almost collectively viewed by his peers as one of those when you look at those Mm -hmm. people. How they stop Beethoven or Mozart from leading the symphony, from leading the orchestra, is by fucking him up and everybody else is going to be confused on what to do. They can live with books 40 points a night. They can live with Chris even scoring decently because Chris is going to be the reason that Aiton goes off. Chris is going to be the reason that every other piece of that team goes off. So they can care less if, once again, books scores crazy or if this happens. Because if they disrupt Chris's flow, which Drew has done every game, <laughs> then the man's they him know with they can win. Defense as soon as he crosses the half, like if he's taking the ball up. It's either you figure out a way to score yourself or pass it to the one other nigga on your team that can figure out a way to score himself without the beautiful progression. And then even if you do get a good ball moving and figure it out, you're going to get hard shots. They're going to reduce your field goal percentage all across the board. And when they're shooting at a, I think it was like the first half, they were shooting at like a 60-something percent clip like as a team. And the Suns were still getting like 51% in, but it didn't matter. You know, that was good enough. 
it's high level basketball, bro. And I'm just happy to be a witness. But that's enough of that, though. I'm definitely excited to see us go play some high level basketball here. Because we're gonna, we're gonna see it in the next in the next year. In the next year, I'm giving him a time limit. Obviously, there's no time limit on anything. But I know my boy's determination. I know mm-hmm. my boy's drive, and I know that little by little, day by day, we get one percent better on everything. So this man's gonna show me that jelly fam that he's talking about. I'm oh my goodness! Uh, there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of things in the bag, <laughs> but you know I'm working on the system. And for anybody out there who trying to build themselves up again which it is hard work and it is like a lot of mental fortitude because it's not a day it's not a week it's not a month it's months it's time baby you know you got to just keep out of work daily even if it's a little bit keep at it daily and get yourself to where you need to be because you only get one of these things as guy sensei said you know we're we're in the springtime of our youth you only get one of them that nigga guy sensei old man bro that shit like brings us tear to my eye like makes me happy seeing it like, every time. i get it now because i get it because he smiles every time they ever go oh up on him goodness. because he enjoyed every bit of the springtime of his youth and he knows he did you know what For i'm sure. saying so he feels like life was worth living exactly and that's such a beautiful thing in itself because people will get i know people consider it corny and consider it whatever but it's like these animes these mangas like bro not um one Piece. One Piece has now just become... One Piece is an allegory to life, one, and I think people need to recognize that because 100%. there's so many things that are transferable from One Piece to just you operating in all aspects of everyday life. It's become the second number, It's the second best-selling comic of all time. Guess what's wow. number one? Uh, I don't know, to be honest. Superman. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Number, number two was Batman for a while. One Piece just wow. passed Batman. Wow. <laughs> Talk about it. Talk about it. And One Piece is going for at least another six. They got, like, they got, a, they got a few of them. It's been 24 years. We are at least going to get 30 of them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that, with that being said, man, do you have anything you're looking forward to coming up in the next couple weeks, next um, week or so? Honestly, nothing like on the entertainment side. Maybe. I'd have to think about it a little bit, but it's nothing that comes to immediate forefront of my mind i'm just again excited to keep working on the projects i've laid out for myself i'm excited for this next semester to roll around because this is the final lap of school i'm on my last semester god willing i'm able to get this internship i'm not going to say too much on it now but i'm i got an interview for something coming up right now and i just wanted to close out you know so y'all send me your energy and your prayers too because your boy needs it yes sir ski but with that being said my name is chuka my name is Ezigo. yes sir and this is the off space podcast peace, peace, peace. <laughs> Yes, sir, Ski. What do you mean by that?